0: Welcome to The Alternative, alternative. Radiator Questions Virtual Reality, sponsored by isedn.org. Is there life beyond the big four search engines? Are webmasters spending more than they need to? Or leaving money on the table? What opportunities exist on the margins? Spend the next hour exploring paid and free alternatives to the major search engines. Now, step into The Alternative with your host, Jim Hedler.
1: Welcome to The Alternative, sponsored by the ISEDN.org on webmasterradio.fm. I'm your host, Jim Hedger, executive editor of Jada Online, sitepronews.com. Man, am I glad to be back on a regular schedule. The past few weeks have been hectic with, like, two major conventions and a Thanksgiving preemption. I think most of that should be behind us now, although, uh, looking at the calendar, the next week's going to be dominated by SES Chicago, the following week is going to be dominated by the holidays and the new year and uh, i guess then things can get back to whatever passes as normal around here actually looking out the window come to think of it the situation around here is again less than normal my genial co-host Dave Davies from Beanstalk Inc he and i both live in the same small island city in the pacific northwest called Victoria we're just a few miles north of Seattle and a bit southwest of Vancouver, and folks might have been hearing or reading about the weather in the Pacific Northwest this week. It's been nuts. We got snow. Like, we almost never get snow, but this week we got snow. And the chaos caused the damage done. It's, it's absurdly real. Now, it's absurd because, uh, well, this is Canada, and you'd think we'd be used to snow by now, but, see, it never actually snows here. And it's very real because several thousand people here in Victoria and on the outlying islands around us, they've been without power for the past four days. And that's sort of what happened to Dave. Dave's a snow victim, a victorious snow victim, a statistical blip in the cacophony of complaints our beleaguered city council is bound to be hearing. Um, say hi to Dave, but chances are he's not listening right now. Um, I guess he'll listen to the archives. Hi, Dave. Now, I've been lucky. My company, Marklin Media, we've been chugging along all, all the way through. We've been working from the comforts of our own homes, and... We've been lucky enough to have homes in neighborhoods that still have power. Now, the Alaskan air mass is moving inland, we're getting our Hawaiian tropical breeze back, the snow's going to be gone in a few hours, and life should return to, again, whatever passes normal around these parts. So, our regular format has gone out the window. That's okay though. We have a great show lined up today. In our first guest slot, we have the new headmistress of Search Engine Watch, Elizabeth Osmolowski. She's going to be talking about the future of Search Engine Watch after the departure of Danny, Danny Sullivan, uh, Barry Schwartz, Jennifer Slag, Bill Slawicky, uh, Greg Sterling, and I guess in a, in a month, Chris Sherman. Now, after Elizabeth, we've uh, we've got one of the originals, one of the original characters in the world of alternative search, Mel Stroshen, He's the CEO of Jade Online, the owner of ExactSeek, and um, He's the publisher of some of the more well-known and and respected news sources and newsletters out there, including the venerable sitepronews.com. As I said before, Mel is one of the originals in the world of alternative search, and a very busy guy. I'm glad to have him rounding out the hour. So let's just jump right into the show. With no days, there's no news segment, but whatever, one of the biggest news items this week is the changes happening at Search Engine Watch. Today is Danny's last day there, and along with a slew of others whose surnames begin mysteriously with the letter S. Um, well, as of tomorrow, S E W is going to be without their voices. Now, everyone's been wondering about the, the about the future of Surgeon Watch, and there's no better person to ask than the person who'll be taking over the reins, at least for the time being, Elizabeth Osmolowski. Welcome to the Alternatives on Webmaster Radio Elizabeth.
2: Thanks a lot, Jim. I'm happy to be here. You know, it's my first actual Webmaster Radio appearance. So. Never been on Webmaster Radio before. Well, I'm glad we changed that. <laughs> Absolutely, you're going to be. Everyone else is going to be jealous. You got me on first here, especially on a day like today where we did officially say goodbye to Danny Sullivan.
1: Yeah, um, that's, this is a this is a, a huge day in the history of Search Engine Watch. Um, now, I read both your posts. And uh, Danny's post at, at SEW this morning. Um, how does the world feel today, and how do you think it's going to feel tomorrow? I mean, how, how does it feel for you today, and how do you think it's going to feel tomorrow?
2: Well, you know, this is a long time coming this day. We, we knew it would eventually we'd get here. Of course, it did sneak up on us. Um, so I think so far it's been relatively quiet and smooth because everyone certainly knew um, what Danny would be moving on to with, at Search Engine Land. and. Um, what, what I think people are still waiting on hearing is certainly what is going to happen at Search Engine Watch. So um, I think everyone is still waiting for that information, and you know, I'm really excited to see what we can formally announce next week at Search Engine
1: oh, you So you can't announce exactly what's going to be happening at Search Engine Watch until I like at, at the FES Chicago?
2: Yes, exactly. I would definitely be, uh, and any member of the uh, industry actually should be kind of waiting to see what comes out of that show as oh, far as the, the actual the future hints. plans of SEW. Okay, well, can
1: you give us any hints?
2: <laughs> well, I think it's obvious that, you know, as everyone knows, we, we will certainly be needing more correspondents and more top-quality writers. Um, you know, this is a great opportunity. I mean, it's it's a difficult time, obviously, for search engine watch, but it's also great opportunities to sort of mix things up a little bit and bring some other voices in. And so that's what we'll be looking to do. We're certainly talking to a few people. um, As I mentioned, uh, either in the forum or the blog post, Um, you know, there's going to be some moderators stepping up to start blogging. So those I can mention because I already have their verbal agreement. That will be Chris Bogues and uh, Frank Watson, also known as Aussie Webmaster.
1: Excellent, Um,
2: excellent. Yeah, so, and then, of course, we're, we're actually looking for suggestions, and I'm sure everyone um, who's interested in writing for Search Engine Watch can, can uh, contact me very easily and, um, or chat with us in SES Chicago.
1: You know, over the years, SEW has become one of the largest webmaster communities on the Internet, and, and you've been a big part of that growth since you assumed your editing duties at, um, at SEW and moderating duties at the SEW forums. How long mm-hmm. have you been working with, uh, with Search Engine Watch?
2: Right, right, and I, I detailed a lot of this in, in my forum post earlier today, but I'm glad to say it again. I launched the forums with Danny uh, in 2004. It was June, so that's our official anniversary. So now it's about two and a half years, and I've been officially with Search Engine Watch as the as an only as an employee since April of this year, 2006. So. You know, it's been a great ride, and and obviously it was it was fun working with Danny. Um, and like I said, I'm I'm just kind of anxious to see how the site can re- evolve over over the next couple months.
1: Do you have any uh, new directions you want to take Search and Watch in, in in your dream world? What's it look like three months from now?
2: Well, in the dream world, Danny Sullivan, Chris Sherman, and the rest of the crew would still be on. <laughs> So, but, you know, there, there's always a time for change, and, and there were already some things at Search Engine Watch that needed changing. Um, you know, certainly our site functionality needs to improve usability. There's some old stuff, old content that people can't access. So that's one of the things I've been working on behind the scenes for the last couple months. So that will continue to be one of my goals and, and getting that up to speed. So, yes, we'll be looking for a slight redesign, things like that. Um, But the mission is still to create quality content, and I think Danny said it well in his post, say that obviously if we have writers creating good content about the search engine industry, then Search Engine Watch will still stand on its own. So that's what we're looking to do, really.
1: Um, The departure of Danny and of of Chris, um, I think there's a little bit of uh, a number of questions in the webmaster community. Is this going to affect the future of um, SES shows, at, at least in 2007?
2: Well, no. Uh, it, it has been a little bit misunderstood, the arrangements between everybody and Insights Media. Media. Um, but both Chris Sherman and Danny Sullivan have signed on to program the two thousand events, 2007 events um, for Search Engine Strategies. Um, so one of the things I think we'll be aiming to do at Search Engine Watch is to continue to support what they're doing editorially at the conferences themselves. So we'll I mean, I still plan on having a good working relationship with Chris and Danny on the, on that front um, so that we have some synergy there.
1: Okay, now I guess the, the the last series of questions I have for you have to do with next week. SES Chicago is coming up. This is one of the most fun SES events of the year.
2: It is, it is. And, of course, Chicago will not disappoint with going from their uh, record high temperatures to blistering cold again <laughs> this week, So, but I love Chicago, it's a great time, and actually this is probably the biggest SES Chicago in the last three or four years, um, with the attendance numbers that I've, I've been told of, of registrants, so yeah, it's this, definitely it, going to be an exciting show.
1: It's going to be a good one, um, SES shows are always great. <laughs> Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much for being, on the, for being on the show. We're going to be heading to break now on webmasterradio.fm. We're going to be coming back with Barbara Manning, CEO of Genie Knows. The Alternative, the alternative. on
2: webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back after this short commercial
0: break. Are you getting the most out of your online advertising? Now get more from your media spend with superior real-time targeting and creative optimization technology. Get more now. From Casali Media. Casali Media. Save big as Casali Media's ad experts place your premium campaigns across the web's hottest properties at the most competitive rates. Want more? Get more. Visit casalimedia.com slash more to request your media kit. Casali Media. Advertising online is better here. Casali Media. media.com today. Radio's virtual Autobahn. WebmasterRadio.fm moving at the speed of light. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere.
2: And now, now, transport back into The
0: Alternative on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host, Jim
1: Hedges. We're back from break on The Alternative sponsored by the IFEDN.org here on WebmasterRadio.fm. And today, today we have, um, well, I guess we have the fellow who's ultimately sponsoring this shindig. Mel Strosian, Mel Strosian is the CEO of Jade Online, the owner of ExactSeek, and the publisher of some of the most well-known and respected news sources and newsletters, including the venerable sitepronews.com. He's one of the original characters in the world of alternative search. Um, the one to get Mel on the show since day one. Now we have him here. Mel, welcome to The Alternatives.
3: Thanks, Jim. Good to be on the show.
1: Well, you're the owner of, of Jade Online, the Jade Online Network, and this is a business that includes um, Seek, the Independent Search Engine and Directory Network, or the ISEDN.org, and the newsletter and news site, sitepronews.com. Um, Mel, how large is the Jade Online Network?
3: It's... Uh Depending on the, on, the, on the websites we actually count, because we run several companies, Jade Online itself is probably about 15 websites. Um, then we have a number of affiliated websites, probably numbering about 10. Okay, so
1: 25 fairly significant sites, um, including the, again, as I mentioned before, um,
3: Site Pro News.
1: Um, how long has Site Pro News been been active?
3: I'm going into, well, almost completing its sixth year. Uh, we launched it in 2001, and uh, we're pus- pushing a 1,000 issues published. That's incredible. Do you know when the 1,000th the issue date will be? Well, it'll be sometime in 2007. I haven't actually calculated the date, but we're at issue, I think, 874, so we don't have that many more to go. We publish no. three issues a week, so... It adds up fairly quickly, now, now sitepro news, um, everybody
1: knows sitepro. I think everybody's received either received it in their email or seen a reference to a story that's appeared on SitePro news um, what's the estimated or the the accurate circulation?
3: Uh, we try to keep it at, at around five hundred thousand um, it's been at five hundred thousand for close to five years um, We add we add as many as twenty five to thirty thousand subscribers a week, a month I should say, and um, you know there's a drop off as there is with any newsletter, Um, and we also um, do something that a lot of publishers don't do. We try to keep the 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 mailing lists. fairly current by uh, removing uh, any subscribers that haven't opened a SitePro news issue for a while
1: okay so you, c- you can almost guarantee advertisers that people who do advertise in site pro news or i guess in any of the jade online uh... publications are actually reading
3: well i mean that that based on our feedback that, that certainly seems to be the case and uh, we're quite proud of both both of our publications. Um, um, we think we uh, both publications have you know one of the best opening rates in the industry. Well, speaking of the industry, you've been uh, you've been
1: publishing Webmaster News and information since uh, the earlier mid nineties. How did you get into this business?
3: Actually, by by accident. Um, my my first attempt at a website was launching a um, a website directory uh... which gradually evolved into a search engine um, at, our, in our, at about nineteen ninety six uh, i launched a site called Jade.com. Um, it, it wasn't the largest or most popular search engine out there but it certainly got its fair share of traffic uh, within a couple of years um, we had well over a million sites submitted to, to the search engine, um, which uh, brought me to the attention of, of a number of people in the industry, one of whom was just getting into a relatively new medium back then, which was publishing HTML newsletters. Um, I had the the subscriber base, and he had the concept for the newsletter, so we Combined forces to um, create um, a number of newsletters targeted at webmasters, and that's sort of how I got into the newsletter publishing industry.
1: Okay, um, how's the environment changed over the over the years? Um, I guess I guess w- w- we could see three distinct environments. Um, there was the the pre two thousand, post two thousand, and and the changes that we're seeing today.
3: Now, the changes have actually been dramatic. Um, uh, when we first started sending out HTML newsletters back in the late 90s, um, opening rates uh, were in the 65 to 70 percent range. Um, by today's standards, that kind of opening rate is incredible. Uh, basically, for listeners who are not that familiar with opening rates, it means that if you mail a newsletter to 100,000 subscribers and uh, 60,000 open it, you would have a 60% opening rate. Um, gradually, that over the years, that, that opening rate has fallen, um, probably for several reasons. Competition. Um, a lot of people got into the uh, newsletter publication business so there were there was a, a far greater selection for people to to look at in the way of uh, newsletters, and of course everybody um, had their own favorites when it, when it came to newsletters. And then, of course, the biggest issue was uh, spam and uh, spam filtering. So today, um, publishers are faced with really um, incredible obstacles when it comes to mailing out a newsletter. Um, Even when people subscribe and double opt in to receive a newsletter, the chances of them getting that newsletter is probably 50-50, primarily because of um, ISP spamming issues. Uh, A number of hosting services are filtering email for their uh, customers, whether those customers are aware of it or not. Um, Then there's large monolithic uh, companies like MSN, uh, Hotmail, uh, Yahoo Mail, uh, Gmail. Uh, These companies have literally, AOL of course, these companies have literally millions of members. Uh, Any one of those companies can blacklist or block a newsletter. and virtually put smaller newsletter publishers out of business. Do they do this often? Does this happen to smaller uh, newsletters? Um, I I think it happens to to all newsletters uh, and it's not necessarily deliberate um, because of the size of their um, member bases. An example would be Hotmail. Uh, Because of uh, the size of the Hotmail uh, member base, Uh, Hotmail probably has some sort of filtering rules that kick in automatically. So, for example, if a publisher is mailing to 20,000 Hotmail addresses as part of their overall list, they could very well run into some sort of spam filtering rule that the publisher is not even aware of. For example, um, Hotmail may have a, a rule where they... Begin to block all incoming mail from a server when the when the publisher mails to say twenty thousand people on their um, on their membership list, and with some of the with some of the other um, large uh, mail providers, um, uh, it's really hard to say. I mean, AOL. It's very difficult to get through to AOL members. Um, you have to be whitelisted, which is not. Not the easiest thing in the world to, you know, for smaller publishers to to achieve. Uh, Yahoo Mail is probably the most uh, flexible in its in its rules, but even there, um, newsletters may or may not get through. So there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of issues, a lot of hurdles facing
1: um, webmasters and news sources that. Um I guess most of the Internet population, most of the people receiving them simply wouldn't know about. What, is, what are some of the other uh, hurdles or,
3: or issues facing people who want to get into web publishing? Well, I mean, I don't think there's... I mean, the, the, I mean there's probably two, two major issues, and I, I just finished going over one, and that's, that's the whole issue of getting your publication to its destination. I mean, the, the other major issue, of course, is getting, getting uh, a subscriber list built up to begin with. I mean, in, in today's email environment, it is not that easy to build up a subscriber list quickly. And I mean, I've seen um, many publishers feel quite proud of the fact that they have twenty-five or thirty-five thousand subscribers. Um, you know, and for them, it is quite an achievement. It's just—it's just difficult to to. Uh, Recruit large numbers of sub- subscribers and in in the newsletter industry, um, the larger the subscriber base, the larger the revenue base
1: um,
3: well let, let 's just gears a little bit and um, you said
1: revenue base and that made me think of uh, another facet of your business, the um, independent search engine and directory network, or the isedn.org dot um, org One of the things that makes ISEDN interesting aside from the <coughs> sheer number of uh, of independent search engines and directories in that network is the um... advertising model the flat fee search advertising model and i this show is the alternatives where we're here to bring alternative uh... revenue sources to webmasters and this is why i don't think enough webmasters know, know, know enough about
3: well that's true i mean it's still it's still a a um, advertising model that is relatively new in internet terms um... I mean, basically, basically, we came up with the concept of of an independent search engine network um, because we saw the day when pay per click would not be as effective or affordable um, as it was, say, in the beginning when it was when the concept was first launched. Um, I mean, if I was trying to play profit, then I would say that the industry, the pay-per-click industry, is going to be in serious trouble within two years. And the main reason for that is spiraling costs for uh, purchasing keywords and, of course, uh, the ever-present problem of uh, pay-per-click fraud, which is a growing problem and and a worldwide problem. And a problem, problem, of course, that the pay-per-click industry is not particularly fond of discussing, for obvious reasons. Um, Our model um, is unlikely to generate uh, 10-figure revenues like uh, Google and Yahoo uh, generate, but it is, for lack of a better way of putting it, um, a thoroughly honest advertising model. Well, uh, so, how does it work
1: for the advertiser?
3: They they
1: take out an ad with the, with the Um Do they do it through the isedn.org
3: site? Uh, at this time, no, they don't. Um, uh, they would have a a, a person, a, a website owner who is interested in advertising in the isedn would be would have to purchase that ad through one of the isedn sites. Okay, and there's about
1: 245, be. 250 <coughs> member, member sites at this point?
3: Yes, yeah, it's just over 245. I think it's actually 248 or 249.
1: And th- this has been built since uh, July of 2005, is that correct? That's right. Just a little over a year. Okay, so you, so you have more than two or three engines a month joining the network. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, people out there are are enticed or excited about it
3: now yeah, we we've had um, in the in the first 6 to 12 months i think it was averaging about 3 to 5 members a month um, It's slowed down a little bit now but at any given time we have probably um, 30 member applications that we're reviewing for membership in the in the ISCDN so we expect that probably by uh, mid 2007 we'll be somewhere in the 300 to 350 range Okay, so um,
1: the webmaster goes to one of these
3: uh, a, a member
1: site in the ICDN, and they um, they start going through the order process. What do they get when they when they order an ad? Um, how much does it
3: cost? What's the distribution, et cetera? Uh, the ICDN model, I guess, is uh, very similar to Google AdWords. Uh, ultimately, they wind up with um, an ad similar to. Um, an ad that would appear in uh, the right column of Google search results, in appearance, that is, that's what it would look like. Okay. The the ad has um, a title, a description, and um, it appears based on the on the keyword or keyword phrase that the advertiser has purchased. Um, the difference between our model and a pay per click model, however, is that. Um, in the pay-per-click model, of course, the advertiser pays each time um, his or her ad is clicked on. In our model, that's not the case. Uh, the payment is made up front. Um, it's a fixed cost, um, which is basically $12 for three months or $36 for 12 months, and there is no, there are no additional costs. So it's, it's really an unbeatable deal. Um, so uh,
1: as a flat fee, um, there's no, I guess there's no incentive to uh, to try to drive up your competition's clicks by um, by clicking on their ads and, and wasting their money. But how about for um, what I've been called profitable clicks when um, you distribute the listings, your uh, other your member sites are carrying the listings. Can they make money, or can those distributors make money by, by clicking on the ads? Um, no, they
3: they can't. I mean, there's there's no um, there's no f- um, possibility of of a click fraud of any kind in, in our system. Um, <coughs> whether an ad is clicked on, you know, a hundred times in the course of three months or ten thousand times, uh, the cost remains the same to the advertiser. Okay. Um. There's really no way to manipulate the system, Jim.
1: So the cost is the same to the advertiser if it's clicked 20 or 25,000 times. And the cost, is, as you said before, is um, $12 for three months, $36 for a year. That's $4
3: per ad per month, more or less. That's right. Um, when people buy in volume, of course, the, the price goes down somewhat. Okay. Um, how many
1: advertisers do you... Um, figure are, are, are working in the network now?
3: Um, I haven't done a recent count, but uh, I think as of a few weeks ago, it was about 10,400.
1: 10,400. And um, again, working in an, in an atmosphere that not only discourages click fraud, but but virtually em- eliminates click fraud. How come, uh, I guess the, the, the big question here is, how come the other search engines, the, the major search engines, Google and Yahoo, who are dealing with with click-fright issues. You said earlier they don't want to talk about it, but they're certainly dealing with them. How come they haven't adopted a a form of this model?
3: Well, I mean, they might in the future. Um, I would say probably the main reason that they haven't is because at this point they don't feel that they have to yet. I mean, there's simply too much money in pay-per-click to walk away with it, to walk away from it, I should say. Uh, I mean, there's literally billions of dollars on the the table in advertising revenue, and um, it it would take some um, serious undermining of the whole model before um, the big engines, the big pay-per-click engines would decide to revise their existing model.
1: Okay, I'm getting a flash from our producer. We're coming up to a commercial break here on The Alternatives on webmasterradio.fm, but don't go away, folks. We're going to be back with Mel in a few moments, and we're going to be rounding out the show. Um, Again, this is The Alternatives on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back in just a moment. The Alternatives
2: on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back after this short commercial break.
0: Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR web. Are your ads managing you? Tired of click fraud and little or no ROI on your pay-per-click search ads? Take control. Reduce your costs and gain valuable traffic with effective flat fee featured listings on over 245 search engines and web directories from the isedn.org. The independent search engine and directory network. Now free yourself from click fraud, bidding and hassles with low cost top 10 exposure for less than $4 a month from isedn. So visit isedn.org today and discover how easy it is maximizing your company's online revenue stream with affordable search engine and directory flat fee ads from the isedn.org Captain's Log, Stardate,
2: 8130.3 Starship Enterprise on training mission to Gamma
0: Hydra, Section 14. Identify for Vigilance scan. It's Monty Khan. Khan, you've got Genesis, but you don't have me. You are going to kill me, Khan. You're going to have to come down here. The masses are starting to get online and get their identities and find new ways to make money in the marketplace, and I think they're all aiming their guns. You have a tendency to express ideas in military terms, Mr. Khan. This is a social occasion. Well, they are party animals. They do throw uh, some of the best parties in our industry, that's for sure. Evaluation, Mr. Fox. Improved methods, but effective. We posted our booth up next
1: to uh, a booth that's giving away beer. How appropriate that is for you guys, huh? Hey, I've taken care of
0: everything. All you all got to do is just relax. Doctor's orders. If I don't see you next week, I'll see you in two weeks from now. Same time, same place. God. How do I know you'll keep your word? I promise you. Be the master of your domain. God. God. Don't incur the wrath of Khan. Listen to Domain Masters, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on webmasterradio.fm. And now, transport back into The Alternative on webmasterradio.fm.
2: Here's your host, Jim Petty.
1: We're back on The Alternative, sponsored by the IAPDN.org, here on webmasterradio.fm. In the guest seat, we have Mel Strosian, the owner and operator of the, of the Exact Seek, and the Jade Online Network. Welcome back, Mel. Thanks, Jim. Um, I want to uh, go back and touch on the Jade Online Network again. And uh, you mentioned you, you were mentioning advertising revenues from running a, a newsletter, and you also mentioned the, the extraordinary um, coverage that Cite Pro News has as a newsletter. If people wanted to advertise in SitePro News, how do they go about it how do
3: they, how do they get into there <laughs> <laughs> well, not that difficult really uh, every issue has a um a banner in it that invites advertisers to contact us so basically all they have to do is contact click on the banner and and send an email It's fairly straightforward, but you know over the last five six years we've developed um contacts with literally hundreds of advertisers so we we have uh, kind of a ongoing relationship with many top advertisers in 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 this particular industry, and um, they've been some some of them have been with us for a long time, years. So, SitePro tends to retain advertisers um, ov- over the years. Yes, we've been we've been fortunate to retain uh, a large number of advertisers.
1: Now, I remember when. Uh as, as the listening audience knows, I actually work for SiteProNews.com. Uh, and um, I remember when I was working with Step Forth Placement um, <coughs> a, a year ago. And every time, every time uh, you would publish one of my articles in SitePro, Mel, our phones would ring three times as much as they, did, as they had the day before. The kind of coverage and the kind of writers that are published in SitePro is phenomenal. How have you gone about, uh, seriously, how have you gone about building the, the, the readership and, the, and the, the quality of writers?
3: I mean, basically, it's uh, it's all part of the selection process. Um, all of the articles before they're published are reviewed by myself. I tend to be kind of anal about that, uh, the article selection process, but I believe that I, w- I wouldn't want, as a subscriber, I wouldn't want to read anything that uh, lacked some useful content. Uh, so that's what I look for. If If I wouldn't be interested in reading it, and my guess is neither, would, neither would, would the people that we send the newsletter to. We're, uh, we're closing out on the end of the hour. I'm afraid I have only time for a couple
1: more questions here. Um, so let's just go down our list here and ask about the future of Jade Online. Where do you see the business going in the next couple of years?
3: Um, well, I mean, uh, probably expanding in the directions that we're already going. Uh, that would be expanding our, our newsletter base, uh, expanding the ISDN, we'd like to uh, expand um, in other directions as well, and that probably would be uh, areas like podcasting and video casting. We you sound fairly
1: uh, um, fairly bullish on the future of online publishing. Fairly strong on the future of it.
3: Well, I, th- I, th- I think there, are little, there, are, online publishing will all, will always have a place on the web, but it is evolving and. Um, newsletters will no longer necessarily be straight text mediums. They'll probably have to incorporate video and audio to survive in the long term.
1: Okay. Well, how about um, alternative search business models? Um, h- how do you see them them shaping up in the future?
3: <clears throat> well, we're betting we're betting that the future is is alternative search. Um, certainly, alternative search advertising. We're betting that the pay-per-click model is is in trouble and going to be in greater trouble in the in the coming years, and that um, advertisers and website owners are going to see that they have to look at alternatives such as the ICDN, uh to make their advertising dollars pay off. Okay, knowing
1: what you know now, you've had a you've had a long and and a fairly successful career. But knowing what you know now, is there anything you'd have done differently? <laughs>
3: Um <clears throat> I, I I if I had to do it over again I'd like to think that the learning curve that I went through would be shorter and faster. That's probably the only thing that that um, you know I could comment on in that regard.
1: Well, you know, when it comes to new people getting into the industry, um and I think it's one of the one of the things that you've supported over the years and something that's really near to dear to my heart, um you've helped today with other people's learning curves, um, you know, helping explain uh, some of the complexities of this uh, amazingly complex industry. We're almost out of time here on The Alternatives um, on Webmaster Radio. Mel, thank you so much for dropping in and, and being a guest. I hope to get you on again in the new year.
3: It was good to be on the show, Jim. Thank you so much. Well, ladies and
1: gentlemen, that's it for this week. Uh, thanks for listening to The Alternative uh, on webmasterradio.fm. I'm Jim Hedger from Mark Media and the executive editor of sitepronews.com. Um, hope to have you here again next week. Bye-bye.